Well, hey, Liverpool One Church, how's everyone doing today? I hope that you're doing good. I hope that you're all in good health because I wanna just assure you of this, that like as far as Emma and I are concerned, we think about all you guys every day. We're praying for you regularly, that you would just remain healthy and strong and your family units would all be doing incredibly well in this time and in this season because things have started to change a little bit. I hope everybody now is all worn out because you can go on 10 runs a day now and you've been able to hang out with your one friend in the park at a safe social distance measure. I hope that's working out great for you. Um, we sure are missing meeting together, but we've said this all along. Even though we can't meet under the same roof, the same physical building that we've always known in the church, we're determined that we're gonna to continue to meet online under the one name of Jesus. And we're committed to doing that. And we're praying that this is really gonna speak into your world and impact you in a super positive way. So today I wanna to talk to you about something that I think affects every single one of us, maybe in different ways, but how many of us know exactly what it's like to have a plan in place? Like, I've got a plan for my life. I've got a roadmap of where I am now and where I wanna be. And I know the direction that I wanna try and point my life in. I've got dreams about what you wanna achieve and what you wanna to aspire to become and do and accomplish. And yet sometimes you feel like, even in spite of your very best plans, things don't always work out. Has anybody ever felt like more than following this picture-perfect plan in life, your life feels like my life often does, which is, man, I am just muddling through. If you've ever felt like you are muddling through in life, then you would get on with me really, really well. There are so many areas. I mean, man, I think as a parent, how many times it's felt for me like I am just winging this. I am just hitting and hoping for the best. Sometimes I'm aiming for the moon, but if at best I hit the lamppost, I feel like I'm doing okay. I feel like as a parent, I have muddled through so many different times and so many different seasons. I remember when one of our boys was really young, we were at parents' evening, and the most interesting conversation was all around how our son had told all the teaching staff about Father Christmas's drinking requirements at Christmas time. Apparently, he drinks Oreos and Jack Daniels. <laughs> I mean, at that moment, I felt like I am failing as a parent right there. You know, one of the funny things is I often get asked, is like, hey, as a pastor, as a leader of a church, can you tell us about what are your biggest failings? Nobody ever wants to know like where you're winning. People say like, tell us about your biggest failure. Like, tell us about your biggest mistake. And honestly, I feel like so much of my church life has not run to plan that it feels like most often than not, I am just muddling through this thing. One story though that I do find quite entertaining is that when we were really, really small, like probably 30 people in the church, we just started. In fact, we'd only just stopped meeting in this very room that we're in right now, my living room, and we'd started to meet in some public space. And I felt like, I know what we need to do. If we're gonna grow this church, we should just play the law of averages. Let's play the percentage game, right? I mean, if we went now and did a leaflet drop across our city, and if we just got like just 1% or just 2% of like 30,000 leaflets, that's gonna be a great start. And you know, we had a couple of conversations and we didn't have much money, but pretty much every penny we did have 
I took it all. And we went and we bought like 30,000 leaflets. And we paid this soulless team to walk the city and drop these leaflets off. Do you know how many people we had come through the doors of the church because of my great, brilliant idea about doing a leaflet drop, thinking that everyone's going to be so intrigued about there being a new church? None. Not one person came. I mean, I felt like a failure. But the biggest mistake came about 18 months later on when we'd grown to about 33 people and we were having another conversation and it was like, anybody got any ideas about what we should do, how we can grow the church? I had a master plan. I know exactly what we need to do, guys. We need to play the law of averages. We need to play the percentage game. What we need to do is we need to leaflet drop the city. But last time we just didn't do it big enough. Now we need to double up all of our efforts and now we need to get like 60 or 70,000 or 80,000 leaflets out there. And we did it. And we took the small amount of money that we had and put it all into leaflets. Do you know how many people came as a result of my incredible masterminded plan to leaflet drop the city? None. <laughs> None. I mean, it's bad enough to make the mistake once, but to do it two times, man, I felt like such a failure. But the truth is, whether you're a parent, Sometimes you feel like you're just muddling through. Whether it's about your career, it can just feel like you're muddling through. And like, doesn't it just frustrate you when life doesn't go to plan? And when you're muddling through, if you're anything like me, it can often leave you feeling like you're just not in the place of life that you should be or you could be. And then that just frustrates you. And it could be any area that you think about, you're just like, I'm just not where I want to be. For some of you, you had the best plans, like the best financial plans. You were going to buy the house and clear the mortgage in like 13 years flat. And now here you are 26 years later on and you still have 13 years to go. And you're just like, how did this even happen? Like, when did we get off plan? When did we get so far off piece? Now it just feels like you're winging it. You're just hoping that this thing works out, but you don't know how it's going to. It feels like financially you're just muddling through. Maybe you've got a business and you had great plans. You were going to conquer. You were going to accomplish your goals. You were going to start in one city and then expand and leave a legacy for your children to one day take over. It was going to be incredible. And things just didn't go the way you'd hoped. And now your grandioso plan hasn't really materialized. And now you just feel like, well, you just live in day to day, nine to five, doing the best you kind of can. But you're super lowly motivated. You feel like you're just muddling through relationally, you can know what it's like to just be muddling through too, like going through the motions. I mean, when you guys fell in love, you were, you couldn't keep your hands off each other. I mean, you were just so super passionate about each other. Now, like you can't stand it when he walks in the room. You're like him again. Are you for real? I mean, and all of your best plans all of the dreams, all of the aspirations that you had. Now it just feels relationally like you're just going through the motions, you're going through the routine. It feels to you like you're just muddling through. And this is a problem for us because when you feel like you're muddling through in life, you could have had the best laid plans. Like you could be thinking, I've got these plans, I'm gonna lose so much weight. But what frustrates you is in the very month that you're losing weight, you gain two stone. And you're like, how did that even happen? But this is a problem for us because when we think about the way in which we end up muddling through in life, we then start to go, well, how did this happen? Uh, why is this happening? Uh, why aren't my plans materializing the way that I thought that they would? 
Why isn't the thing that I wanted to happen? Well, why is that not happening? And not only is that thing not happening, but now like someone's got sick or you've got sick or now the business isn't just maintaining. It feels like the business is on the verge of collapse. Now the career isn't progressing. You are just flatlining and you're like, well, well, what went wrong? Like, why is this happening to me? And then you remind yourself, well, I'm a follower of Jesus, right? So hang on a minute. God, where are you in all of this? Because I had these plans, God, and you've not brought them to fruition. You've not made them happen. Like, why aren't my plans working, God? And now you feel like, well, God, do you not care what I'm going through? Are you not aware of all the things that I'm dealing with right now? God, why aren't you blessing my life the way that you seem to be blessing everybody else's? I've seen their life on the gram. I've seen what their kitchen's like. I've seen where they went on holiday. I've seen what they get to go and do for. I know how much you're blessing their life, God. How come you're not blessing my life in the same way? And the more you feel like you're just muddling through, it just feels like you become stuck and then you become stuck in your faith because you're like, God, what am I supposed to do with all of this that I'm feeling now I'm just muddling through? The thing is, if you've ever felt frustrated like that, I promise you, you would get on really well with one of, I think, one of my favorite, one of the best characters in the Bible. And his name was Paul. Paul is now commonly referred to as the Apostle Paul. He was so instrumental in the starting of all of these brand new churches all around the Mediterranean rim. And in fact, we now have a church in Liverpool, England, because in part of the work and the endeavors of Paul and some of the early disciples. But it wasn't all easy and plain sailing for Paul. In fact, his history would say he was completely anti the church. I mean, some of you may be even checking things out online. You might have logged in today and just thought, man, I'm not into this. I'm not interested in anything that Jesus might have to say. I'm not interested in anything that Christianity has got to offer. Well, even you'd be in great company with Paul because at one point in his life, he felt exactly the same way as you too. In, pra in fact, probably he took it a step further because he was locking up Christians, throwing them into jail, putting them into prison, even killing them and murdering them because they had faith in Jesus. He was that against them. And yet what we find about this apostle Paul, as we now know him, is he had this incredible moment where he had this introduction to Jesus Christ. And literally in a moment, he changed his entire life. And when you think of all the accomplishments that Paul had achieved, you could be mistaken when you think about all the churches he started and his great leadership advice, you could be mistaken in thinking that he had it easy, almost like his entire life ran according to this perfect plan. But that is just not true at all. In fact, I think if there was ever a pro from somebody in scripture that knew exactly how to just make the most of muddling through, it would be the Apostle Paul. Check this out from what it says in 2 Corinthians. We're gonna read verses 23 through to 28, and I'm gonna read it from the message translation. And it reads this. I've worked much harder, been jailed more often, beaten up more times than I can count. At death's door time after time, I've been flogged five times with the Jews. 39 lashes, beaten by Roman rods three times, pummeled with rocks once. The guy got stoned and not in the, you know, not in that way. This guy was having a tough time. I've been shipwrecked three times. 
and immersed in the open sea for a night and a day. In a hard traveling year in and year out, I've had to ford rivers, fend off robbers, struggle with friends, struggle with foes, being at risk in the city, at risk in the country, endangered by the desert sun and sea storm and betrayed by those I thought were my brothers. I've known drudgery and hard labor, many a long and lonely night without sleep, many a missed meal, blasted by the cold, naked to the weather. And that's not even half of it. When you throw in all the daily pressures and the anxieties of all the churches. I mean, hang on a second. We read that about Paul's experience in life and you would not be mistaken into thinking like this was a seriously bad character that had some bad stuff that was due to him. When you hear that being the story of his life, you could think, man, he's just played his cards wrong. He's got himself into way too much bother. But this is Paul. He's the apostle. He was the early founder of all the churches that we now get to be a part of. And yet he was a follower of Jesus and often felt like he was just muddling through. Can you just imagine being on like one of Paul's team at the time that Paul was walking the earth? You might have been the guy that would just be saying, uh, Paul, seriously, you need to take a holiday because like, it's not as though you've been shipwrecked, but you've been shipwrecked three times. You've experienced more in your lifetime than most people would ever even experience a part of. And not only were you shipwrecked three times, Paul, but one time you ended up on the island of Malta. And do you remember, Paul, when you got shipwrecked? You'd spent the night out in the open sea, landed in the island of Malta, and then you were bitten by a poisonous snake. Remember that as well, Paul? People would have just been saying like, Paul, you're going through an incredibly difficult time. You should probably like take it easy. You should go slow. You should calm your life down. You should take a holiday. But Paul had somehow been able to learn the art of just keeping going when you're muddling through. Keeping going when your life doesn't go according to plan. Paul had somehow found a way of being able to keep going in his faith, even when everything that he was experiencing around him felt like this was just going crazy. And we know this because of something that Paul later goes on to write in Romans chapter eight. In fact, we're gonna read it to you because it's taken from Romans chapter eight and it gives us great insight into how Paul thought about God was towards him, even in the seasons of his life where he was absolutely muddling through. So in Romans 8:28, Paul writes, and we now know in all things that God can work together for the good of those that love him who are called according to his purpose. In other words, Paul has started to learn something about God, not in the good times of his life, but in the times of life when things are just different and hard and awkward. Perhaps that's something that we can all relate to right now. You know, this season is crazy for us all and we've spoken loads about that, but it just doesn't feel today how things used to feel six months ago. It feels like the world that we're in is just such a different place. I think that Paul has learned something in his seasons of muddling through that we need to learn also. And just notice that when Paul writes that scripture, he chooses to use an expression of how God uses all things. And he does not say some things. 
And that gives me great insight. And I hope it instills confidence in you too. Because Paul knew that God didn't just use the good things in any one person's life, but rather God was able to use all the things, all the times when the plan doesn't work out. God can use all the times when it feels like your world has just gone completely off piste. God can use all the things during the seasons and the circumstances where you just feel like you're winging it and muddling through. God can use all things and he makes them work together for your good. I mean, just think about that promise for a moment. Like if you follow God, if you're a lover of God, if you're a pursuer of the ways of our King Most High, he's like, yeah, by the way, do you know that if that's who you are, if that's what you do, he has the ability to work with everything that God gives you and everything that happens to you and he knits them together and he can work them out for your good, for your benefit, to turn them into a great plan and a great purpose. Paul knew that that was the very character of God that we serve today. But you just can't make that statement unless you know certain things that really give you clear indication of what God is really like. I mean, you can't make that statement that oh, it's okay, God can use all things to work them together for your good if you love him. You can't say that unless you really know something about the Father heart of God. So my question is, is this, for us as we muddle through life, what did Paul know? What had Paul learned when he was muddling through? That if we were to learn the same today, it would not only help us muddle through the seasons of life that we feel like we're doing that, but it would help us not lose our faith in God when circumstances around us change too. So what did Paul know? that enabled him to make that statement in Romans 8. So number one, Paul knew that God was still good even when life wasn't. Paul had found a way of coming to terms with the fact that the circumstances that were happening around him were not a determining factor that pointed towards whether or not God was good or bad. Paul understood that God's character who God is, what he's like, is not determined by what's happening around you. Paul came to a place of understanding that even though I'm shipwrecked right now, I'm floating in the ocean, I've just been beaten, I've been battered, I've been bruised, even though that's exactly what's happening to me right now, it doesn't mean that the character of the one that he serves is not good. In other words, he's saying, even when life is bad, God is still good. And that's my prayer for each and every one of us today, that even in this season of life, in whatever area where you feel like you're just muddling through, I pray that you would be able to have faith and confidence that God is still good even when life isn't. And then the second thing that I think that Paul knew that we've all got to learn too, is that God gives hope even in hopeless situations. You know, in the times and the seasons that you look around what's happening in your world and you go, man, there's just no chance this is ever going to work out. Like there's no chance this relationship's going to be restored. There's no chance this career path is going to take off again. There's no chance the business is going to work. There's no chance we're going to be able to get the mortgage paid off. There's no chance that I'm going to be restored in my relationship with my son. In those things that you look at in your life, I would want you to know the same thing that Paul knew. God gives hope. In fact, he's a, he's a professor in being an instiller of hope 
in hopeless times and challenging situations. Paul says this and in the NIV translation from Romans 15, he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of his Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And if you're anything like me, I think that that's the challenge, isn't it, sometimes? Like sometimes it's not the fact that we're going through what we're going through is hard. It's when we can't see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's like it's when we can't see that what we're going through is gonna lead somewhere better. That's when things get real tough. It's when you can't see that there's a better day on the horizon. That's when it makes things exceptionally hard. And Paul knew that God was the one that can drop a seed of hope into the depth of every man's soul. And that's my prayer for you in this season, that that same God that Paul followed, that his Holy Spirit would ensure and see to it that you would abound in hope in this season, in the same way that his word says. And then thirdly and finally, I wanna encourage you and say this, that God gives strength during times when you feel weak. I think that that would be Paul's testimony. And let's remember who Paul was. You know, this guy knew the scriptures. This guy would have been able to recount the Old Testament, the Torah. He would have been well aware of what the prophet Isaiah would have put pen to ink when he said in chapter 40. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not get faint. In other words, Paul knew something that we just need to know, that when we choose to trust in who God really is, he'll deposit strength into your life to be able to accomplish those tasks, those chores, those seasons, those conversations where it feels to you like we're just muddling through. It's almost like Paul became aware of who God's character really was. He was mindful that God had this incredible way of just seeing to it that no matter what he was facing, no matter what he was challenged by, no matter what the circumstances were around his life, that God was able to give him the strength to do it. God was able to pull him through. God was able to empower him to see him go about to accomplish all that God had placed in his heart. And it's the same for us too. So in closure, I don't want you to feel like muddling through is a bad thing. In fact, I think that most of us muddle through life way more than we ever like to let on. Even the planners amongst us, you know, hands up the planners, the people that wanna say like, no, I've got everything just mapped out. Here's my five point plan, A, B, C. Like I've got it all figured out. I think that even you, if you're honest, you feel at times like you're just muddling through. Well, for every single one of us, you should never be ashamed or feel bad that your life is just muddling through at times. It's how it goes for each and every one of us. So when it does go through those seasons, are you just gonna say, well, God, where are you? Why, this is why is this happening to me? Why haven't I got the job? Why didn't I get the date with the girl? Why have they got sick? God, why are you not blessing me like everybody else? Are you gonna focus on that? But if you do, it's not gonna get you very far. Or are you gonna take strength and encouragement from the very things that Paul learned when he understood, actually, God is still good even when life isn't. And that God can still bring me hope even when circumstances around me 
are completely hopeless. And then like Paul experienced that same sentiment that Isaiah spoke about, that God's gonna give you strength even during the times and seasons that you feel weak. So keep going, Liverpool One Church. Keep going, keep running in your race, keep running in your lane strong, knowing that God is still good even when life isn't.